Diocese of Churches for the Sake of Others is pleased to present the C4SO podcast, a place to celebrate the voices and values of C4SO. C4SO is a national diocese of the Anglican Church in North America, led by Bishop Todd Hunter. You can learn more about us at c4so.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the C4SO podcast. I'm your host, Ben Sternke, and today we continue our series on Melodies of Hope, Hymns from Advent and Christmastide. We have, for this series, enlisted worship leaders, songwriters, and thinkers from around C4SO and beyond to tell us about a favorite Advent or Christmas hymn and to give us a fresh take on our familiar canon of carols. And our guest today is Krista Vossler, musician in residence at Church of the Cross in Austin, Texas, as well as a homeschooling parent. She's also in the ordination process to become a deacon in C4SO, all of which keeps her quite busy, I'm sure. Uh, Krista, welcome to the C4SO podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Um, What hymn did you select and why is it one of your favorites? Um, I selected Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence. It um, it tends to come to mind readily when I think of Advent. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's on every Spotify playlist I've ever made during the time <laughs> of Advent. Um, it's got this like melancholy majesty kind of thing mm. going on, and it works mm. on a lot of different levels. It works... Uh, Eucharistically, I feel like it works for the first coming of Christ, and then it also has this scatological, like, or excuse me, that came out wrong. <laughs> Eschatological. There you go. Oh, I was uh, going to say, like I, didn't, I didn't know there was, maybe there's a verse that I wasn't aware no, of that's scatological. No. <laughs> um, Eschatology. It is, yes. yes. It, it has to do with the end, end things. Um, yeah. And yeah. so it works on a lot of different levels for me. Yeah. Yeah, I love that because I I think that's one of the, you know, I I feel like as Anglicans, we're always like fighting this war for Advent, um, in a sense, you know, trying to like save it from the sentimental and the schmaltzy and reclaim some of the, um, you know, darker themes, you know, and so... eschatology or end end things, like that is a big Advent theme. It's not just sort of preparing for you know, a place for baby Jesus in our heart or something like that. You know, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a bigger uh, thing. And so I, I like let all mortal flesh, um, for that reason as well. Um, so talk to us about this hymn uh, a little bit. What's, uh, what should we know about its historical context? Sure. Um, it comes from the text of a cherubic hymn and it came out of, which you know, I had to look up what's a cherubic hymn. I can guess, yeah, I was but ask uh, you what that means. Yeah, um, it's from the Divine Liturgy of Saint James, oh. and so, and I'll get back to the cherubic hymn in a minute. But the liturgy itself was attributed to Saint James of Jerusalem, Jesus's brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but more recently, scholars um, believe that it was actually um, kind of put together by Cyril of Jerusalem. Oh, so yeah. 300s okay. um, we're looking at, but it, it may have roots even farther back um, yeah. with yeah. James. Um, so the fourth century at the very latest. Um, yeah. And then the Trubic hymn was a hymn that we chanted as the priest would bring the uh, bread and wine or body and blood to the okay. altar. 
Okay. And the singer, um, what I got from looking it up, wouldn't it wouldn't actually be the whole congregation at that time. It would be a singer or singers, um, a few singers, uh, mm-hmm. standing in for uh, the okay. terrific hosts, for the angels. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Fascinating. So that's where that's where it came from. It's that liturgy and um, mm-hmm. that uh, that part of that liturgy specifically. Yeah, and it's actually still used in Eastern churches uh, okay. today at various times. Uh, Holy Saturday seems to be a, a popular time. Um, the Feast of St. James. And then uh, some churches actually use it in their principal liturgy. Um, but, of course, in the Anglican, Lutheran, Catholic yeah. churches, it's um, often used in Advent. Okay, very good. Um, should we know about uh, the musical or poetical structure of this hymn? Um, well, the the um, the translation that was uh, done by an Anglican chaplain and hymn writer, mm-hmm. Gerard Maltry, in 1864, mm-hmm. um, during the Oxford Movement, and that's like a whole other thing, but yeah. um, it's related because they were kind of trying to get back to earlier things, yeah. you know, yeah. get back yeah. to early Christian rites and rituals. And so it seemed like a good time for him to translate this from the Greek. Um, yeah. But then a little bit later on, um, it was taken and put to music um, by Ralph Vaughn Williams, um, and he rearranged a French carol. And so that's mm. kind of how, how the words and the music came together, which I feel like affects, you know, the musical and poetic structure. Yeah, yeah. It definitely, um, right, the, the sometimes the, the lyrics and the melody sort of, um, I don't know, they, they don't line up in other hymns, right? The, there's like, um, they, don't, they don't line up quite as well. But this one, I think, is one of those that does, feels like the lyrics and the, and the melody uh, together and the musical structure sort of form this uh, somber, uh, or maybe that's maybe at least sober, um, sober-minded sort of feel uh, to the hymn. Yeah, and they were, you know, they weren't. They overlapped a little bit. I don't think they knew each other, the uh, mm-hmm. translator and the um, the arranger. But mm-hmm. you know, there's. I think that helps too. Same time period. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, in terms of poetic structure, I feel like it it builds from this verse one kind of quiet and you can kind of mimic this as you lead your congregation um kind of starting very silent and then or excuse Mm. me not very silent very quiet and then building um so this you know keep silence with fear and trembling Mm -hmm. and then it kind of it just kind of builds poetically the next uh verse talks about the incarnation um, and then brings in the Eucharist, the body and the mm. blood. He'll give to all the faithful his own self for heavenly food. And then this layering in the third line in the third verse about rank on rank, the host of heaven. And it just kind of if 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 you can do it this way, it kind of grows into this expansive thing, which you can again mimic with your arrangement, um, mm. which we tried to do when we recorded it, and we tried to do um, in church, which is kind of funny because you know we only sing it few times a year so yeah. people it, it works right because people are kind of like oh yeah i kind of remember this song in the mm-hmm, first verse mm-hmm. and then it it just naturally ends up building to the end when we're all you know alleluia 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 lord must die um mm. and i i found this interesting in terms of the uh rhyme structure 
the rhyming mm-hmm. structure. Every second line rhymes, and I I felt like that was wise mm-hmm. of uh, Gerard because <laughs> serif. I mean, that's not a word that is easily rhymable, <laughs> and so he left yeah. himself open, and yet provided oh. himself with this structure. Um, yeah, which I appreciate. It wasn't, it's a little bit looser than a lot of places, a lot of lines where it's like every other line yes. needs to rhyme, or you know that kind of a thing. Yeah, uh, this yeah. this rhyming structure creates a bit more um, flexibility. Yeah, and okay. I, I really like as as someone who's attempt to write songs, <laughs> I yeah. like I like that. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Um, so, uh, what good word? Or so sorry, what word of good news does this hymn speak to us today? Um, there's so much here, uh, but just in looking again at the progression of the song, the first verse, um, you know, we're reminded of, of this odd kind of solemnity around, around the Eucharist, but also around Christ and his incarnation. Um, yeah, he's mm. descending, you know, it kind of brings, it brings to mind Philippians, um, yeah. In the second verse, Lord of Lords in human vesture, he's putting on human form. Mm. And then he'll give to all the faithful his own self for heavenly food. And that can be very specific to the Eucharist, but also I feel like it connects to John in that, you know, I am the bread of life. Um, He's Mm. giving himself for us. And then just the power of the powers of hell may vanish in the, in the third verse as the darkness Mm. clears away. And, I always feel this around Advent, but I mean, and and maybe it seems cliche to say, but just in this particular time, I'm sure it felt like this in the 1860s as well, but it feels <laughs> particular to our time as, as we're in it. Um, yeah. Just that need for the darkness to be dispelled. So yeah. for me, as it as the song builds to that hope, it just, it then leads into that fourth verse of just like praise and adoration to Christ. So mm. just kind of this hope for life right where we are. He's giving us yeah. daily bread. He's giving mm. us the Eucharist. And then he's getting yes. rid of the darkness, clearing that away. Yeah. So nothing mm. new, you know, there are a lot of other right. Advent hymns that say this as well, but it's sure. it's a really great way. <laughs> yes. Yes. Of pro- proclaiming. Yes. Yes. Those are the kinds of things that um yeah need to be on our lips uh week by week during Advent um and beyond, especially yeah. these days. Yeah. Good. Well, we're going to listen to a recording that you made of this hymn. Is there anything, in, I didn't prepare you for this question, <laughs> but um, is there anything that um, you want to say about this recording? Um, any Anything you want to draw our attention to? Anything we should be listening for? Sure. Um, you know, I, I was, as you know, Ben, I was struggling. We were emailing back and forth. I'm like, I can't, can't settle on a recording. And I think I realized, even though there are amazing, beautiful recordings out there, I realized I just wanted it to sound like it sounds when we sing it in our church. Um, And so, you know, when I realized Steve Deckel could help me out and we could record Mm -hmm. it, I thought, let's just do it the way we do it. And so, as I mentioned, it started very quietly and then just kind of gets more layered um, yeah. Yeah. That's so great. just shout out to Steve and, uh, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Thank you, Steve. Um, yeah. and yeah, I, I appreciate that Krista because I think, um, you know, we, um, recently, uh, recorded and released a, a bonus episode to this series where we talked about some new Advent music that's oh, being yes. written in Cornerstone Tulsa, one of our 
uh, churches there in Tulsa. Um, and, uh, and I appreciated sort of, um, I guess just music being shared in our diocese to say, Hey, this is how we do this song, or this is a song that's been helpful for us that we wrote, you know, or, or an arrangement that we, that we wrote that here's how we do it. Um, and I like the, the sense of offering that as a gift to others, you know, in the diocese and beyond, you know, to say, here's, you know, it's not a new song. Um, and it's not, you know, necessarily a, a super, you know, new arrangement of it, but it is how we do it at our church. And maybe this could be, you know, helpful for others. And so I appreciate that you took the time uh, to record it um, and took the effort. I know that's not, <laughs> I've recorded songs. It's not, uh, you know, it's not something you do in a quick, in a couple hours in an afternoon. It takes a while. So thank you. Um, it's a gift to our diocese and uh, to um, to those beyond to have this um, recorded so that we can perhaps uh, do this same thing in other churches as well. So thanks a lot. You're so welcome. It, it was uh, an honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, listeners, I hope you enjoy Krista's own recording of Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence. Let all mortal flesh keep silence And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly minded For with blessing in His hand Christ our God to us 
again for listening to this episode of the C4SO podcast. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. Email us your thoughts and suggestions at connect at c4so.org.